0: praise the lord on this sunday morning in the last last sunday in october last sunday in october praise the lord and good morning um pray the blessings of god with you your family amen on your life praise the lord um we are continuing to move forward in god amen just to keep going forward um Because as Peter said, you know, where are we going to go? Amen. If we're not following God, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Amen. So we continue to walk with God. Amen. Um, And allow him to have his way in our lives. And so praying that uh, the will of God, um, that you're experiencing the will of God. um, And if not, certainly that you're seeking the will of God, knowing that as you do, it shall come to pass in your life in whatever way you may need it, and we're certainly believing on that for you and for all of us. Amen. On this day, um, today on this on this Sunday morning, uh, praise God for it. Uh, we're going to go to First Kings chapter eighteen and read a few verses there. First uh, Kings chapter eighteen. And we're going to look at verse number 20 and 21. So verses 20 and 21 in 1 Kings chapter 18. Bless the Lord, O my soul, David said, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So we bless God today. 1 Kings 18, 20 and 21. In James Version, it says this, So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name and we thank you, God, for another day in the land of the living. This is the day that you have made and Father, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, we're rejoicing even now for the opportunity to hear your voice through your word. Father, we're praying that the Holy Spirit will open up our eyes And cause us to see the truth of your word today in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O God, that your will will be done right now, O God. We're praying for shackles to be loose, for doors to be opened, for burdens to be removed, and for yokes to be destroyed. And Father God, we know that you can do it not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, O God, it shall be done. And So Father, we just thank you and we praise you now for what you're going to do and what you're going to speak unto us. A word of life. Father, bless your people to receive. Bless me, O God, to be your instrument through which you speak and communicate today. But Father, all glory and all praise will be given unto you. And in fact, we give it to you right now by faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Um, We just read the two verses of Scripture in 1 Kings 18, 20, and 21. And our we're going to, to share this morning with the title of Follow Him. Follow Him. Amen. Amen. Follow Him. You know, when Jesus um, began calling His disciples, um, you know, James and, and, uh, and John, Peter, and Andrew, um, and others, I mean, He just said, follow me, mm-hmm. right? Um, follow me Um, sometimes he added follow me and I'll make you fishers of men but his his main communication to them was follow me and later on as he was speaking more broadly Jesus said if anyone wanted to be his disciple they had to deny themselves take up their cross daily and follow him and so you know, following Jesus, following the Lord, is a key part of what we as children of God, as people of God, are called to do. To follow Him. We are to to follow Him. In fact, you know, we uh, in the church like to say that we are followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this idea of following not only is the genesis of our relationship with jesus right he says follow me Um, but it's also the continuing nature of our relationship right as it begins so it continues and so it will be and that is that we are to follow him Um, one of the sad things though is that Sometimes at points along the way in our individual and collective journeys with God, we we don't follow him the way we should. We don't pay heed to his voice or to his word the way we should. We stray off of the path of righteousness in which he's leading us, and we veer off onto our own path. And when that happens, uh, we, we typically find ourselves in, in a great deal of hurt and pain, disappointment, disillusionment. Because we venture out of the will of God. Because God is only going to lead us according to his will. Yeah. And so following is so important. It's, 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 it's the foundation and it's everything about who we are as people of God. In the scripture text we read... Elijah talked to the people about following God. He said, he said to the people, How long halt ye between two opinions? You know, how are you going to go back and forth limping from one to the other? Sometimes you follow God, sometimes you're following Baal, sometimes you're following God, sometimes you're following Baal. And it's easy to be critical of that until we realize sometimes we follow God and sometimes we follow our own. Sometimes we follow God, and sometimes we follow the preacher of the hour. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we follow God, and sometimes we just follow whomever, right? And so he said to them, he said, how long halt ye between two opinions? He said, if the Lord be God, then follow him. Mm -hmm. But if Baal, then follow him. Implicit in that is that you're going to be following somebody. You're either going to follow God or you're going to follow Baal. You're going to follow God or you're going to follow your own course of action. We all have that choice. And Elijah knew something about following God because God, when we meet Elijah, God told Elijah to go to the evil king Ahab, one of the most evil kings in all of Israel. Mm -hmm. And he said, go tell Ahab it's not going to rain. Mm -hmm. until you say so and so elijah goes and he tells king ahab it's not going to rain until i say so and then he ran (laughs) amen um and you know we read that and we kind of take for granted how difficult that was all you have to do is think about how many times you were reluctant and you had to rehearse before you went and spoke to someone in authority and this is if for example you just wanted something Imagine telling them something they didn't want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, and especially a king like Ahab who would kill someone if they said something he didn't want to hear. And not only did King Ahab, was, did Elijah had to be concerned about King Ahab, but we had that old evil Jezebel who was his wife. And so to go to the king and to tell him it's not going to rain, which means there's going to be a drought, which means there's going to be a famine, which means there's going to be suffering. That's not something Ahab wanted to hear, but God told him, go to tell Ahab that. Mm-hmm. And Elijah went to Ahab and told him, it's not going to rain until I say so. And then God told him, go to the brook, Cherith, and there I'm going to have the birds, the ravens, feed you. You'll drink of the water, but you'll get bread and meat in the morning and in the evening by the ravens. Mm-hmm. And Elijah went. I don't know how many of us would go somewhere if God said, don't worry. I'm going to have some animals bring you some food. But he went. And then the brook dried up. And then God told him, go to the village of Zarephath, which is where Jezebel was from. And you will find a widow woman there who will sustain you. Widow women typically were vulnerable members of society because their husbands had died. And unless they had grown sons to care for them, they were at the whims of those around them. And yet here God is saying to Elijah, go and I'm going to have a widow sustain you. Mm -hmm. Elijah follows. So see the instructions that Elijah is following. Tell Ahab this evil king some bad news. Okay, Lord. Get out of here and go to the Brook Sheriff. Drink up the water and I'll have some animals, some dirty birds, ravens, come and feed you food. Okay, Lord. Book dries up. Get out of here and go to the most one of the most vulnerable members of society, widows. And I'm going to have a widow sustain you. Okay, Lord. And then he gets there and the widow is talking about, I just have a little meal, a little oil. I'm about to make a cake for me and my son. We're going to eat it we're going to die. And you think Elijah might have said, what in the world I'm doing here? But yet he stayed there. He gave the, he told him to make me a cake first. And we know how it went. The oil and the meal didn't run out. Right. But he followed God. And, and and it wasn't easy to follow God. I mean, some of the times we want to follow God as long as it's in line with what we want to do anyway. Mm. But what happens when God is leading you where you don't want to go or in a place where it's hard or in a way that may not seem to make sense or line up, that's when we really get tested. And then if that wasn't enough, God then said to Elijah, now go back and confront Ahab. And that's where we pick up this story. Elijah now has come back to Israel, and now he's taking on the... the uh, false prophets of Baal Mm -hmm. and Ahab called all the people uh, and the prophets together and Elijah said to the people how long you going to be in this condition? If, if, If God is really God if the Lord is really your Lord and your God then you need to follow him and if he's not then go ahead and follow Baal and here's the thing an answer would have been better than no answer now, the only right answer is we're going to follow God. Yes. But if you're going to say, well, you know what? I'm going to follow Baal. That's not the right answer, but at least you have an answer. <laughs> to be in a place where you know you have these two choices and you don't say anything, that's worse because that means you're going to do something at convenience. If you think it's convenient to follow God, then you're going to try to do it. If you think it's convenient to go Baal's way or your own way, then you're going to do that. <laughs> and God says, listen, a person who's double-minded, Unstable in all of the ways, you're not getting anything from me. And even Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or cold, because if you look warm, I'll spit you out my mouth. Yes. Well, what, what God is what is God saying? Choose you this day whom you will serve. You gotta make a choice. You can't be in the middle and you can't go, well, it depends. God is not the, he says you either choose, you know, you choose me or you choose Baal, mm-hmm. but there's no in between. And so that's what happens. And see, you know, the thing is as well many 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 of us declare with our mouth lord i'm going to follow you but it's not so much a declaration of our lips it's really a declaration from our lives that determine our answer mm-hmm. um, as joseph used to say you know god is watching your answer mm-hmm. he said that as a little boy you know and. If you're going to do something, be careful because God is watching your answer. Mm -hmm. And there was such a profound wisdom in that, right? Because God's not looking at the words that we speak from our lips. He's looking at the actions that we reveal in our lives. And we see that in Matthew chapter 13, um, where Jesus told a parable Jesus told a, a parable, and I think it was in Matthew chapter 13, where he told a parable about the sons, two sons, who were, um, uh, where the father said to, to the son, to one son, the oldest one, he said, go out into the field and work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the son said, okay, I'm going to go. But he didn't he said no, I'm not going to go. He went to the older son first. Mm-hmm. Go out to the and the son said, No, I'm not going. But then he ended up and he went. And then he went to the other son and he said, Um, go out, uh, go out into the field. Mm-hmm. And and the son said, Yes, sir, I will go. But he didn't go. And Jesus said, Which one of these two sons obeyed his father? Right. And the Pharisees said the first one. Right. What first one? The one who said no, but Mm -hmm. then went. Right. The one who said yes and didn't go. He said the right thing from his lips, but his life betrayed him. Mm -hmm. Right. The, The other son, he said the wrong thing from his lips, but then he came to himself and he did the right thing right and 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 that's what god is looking at and so when we're talking about following god it's not about what we say it's about what we do right it's about what we do and so that's the thing we have to keep in mind and so when elijah says that the lord be god follow him that's not something that's for our lips only it's for our lives and how many of you know god has always wanted to lead his people. Amen. That's Amen. that's his desire. God wants to lead his people in the way that they should go. Now, I'll ask you to go with me to Exodus chapter 13. Maybe that's where I had the 13 from yeah, in my was, head. It was 21. I'm sorry? It was 21. Matthew 21? 21. That's where the story is? 28 to 31. Okay. Matthew 21, 28 to 31. That's where you find the story of the two sons. But in Exodus chapter 13, I just want to, I want us to go there and see something here. This is, you know, God had led his people out of Egypt, amen. And if we go down to verse um, 17 in Exodus 13, it says, And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. But God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and return to Egypt. Mm -hmm. What God was saying is that, I just freed my people, but I can't take them to the shortcut, Mm -hmm. because the shortcut means they're going to have to fight with enemies. And they're not ready to fight yet. Amen. Mm -hmm. Some of us don't understand. You're in the wilderness, but you're not ready to fight yet. (laughs) Um, It's not because, you know, why am I in this wilderness? but You're not ready to fight for your promise yet. Amen. Amen. Um, The promise is not, you know, God gives it, but, you know, enemies are possessing it. And you might have to do some fighting. And so they weren't ready to fight yet. And so God took them the long way around. So he said, let's pray eventually people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. That word harnessed really means they went out in an orderly fashion. Mm-hmm. And that's how God works. right? God is a God of order. Yes. And, and he's going to lead us. He's mm-hmm. going to lead us in an orderly fashion. Um, but see, you see, it says that God led them. Uh, not through the way of the land of the Philistines. And then it says, he led the people about through the way of the wilderness. Now, if we go down to verse 21, it says, because it gives us, it lets us know how God led them. It says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them, to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from the, from before the people. So the way God led his people was, it says, he, he went before them. Yes. And that's just so important for us to keep in mind. It's so simple, but it's so simple that if we're not careful, we will overlook the importance of it. He went before them. Yes, yes. And so, see, so when we follow God, there's no following side by side. There's no following where, you know, you go out in front. No, God goes before you. That's how he leads. He went before them. He was out in front. And, you know, we'll be surprised how many times we take the lead. If we're honest, how many times have you prayed a thing? And I believe all Christians, all God's children have done this at one time or another. Where you pray for something. And... After you prayed, you really didn't wait for God to answer. Mm. You began to think about it and to figure out what, quote unquote, made sense. And then you went ahead and did that, right? Mm. You thought about it. You, you looked at the situation. You sized it up and you made a decision. I believe all of us have done that at one point or another. Yes. You really, you, you, you asked God, but you didn't wait for his answer. Mm. You got out in front. that's not how god leads obviously no one can lead that way the way god leads is he goes before us we're behind him and we follow you know david said the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and then you know in in psalm 23 he said his rod and his staff comfort me yeah well the only way you can see the rod and the staff is you have to be behind the shepherd (laughs) Amen. If you're not behind the shepherd, you can't see his rod and his staff, right? And so the shepherd has to go in front of the sheep. And how many of you know, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Jesus called himself what? The good shepherd. Okay? And so the shepherd leads, but the shepherd leads from up front and the sheep Follow. Wow from behind. And so we see here then that, that that the people had God going out in front of them and then he would lead them. Now if we go to um, uh, let's stay in Exodus and go to chapter 40, the last book, um, the last chapter in the book of Exodus, chapter 40. After, and this is something that we, we, we will build upon um, over the next Couple of minutes, because it's just so important for us to to get what God is saying unto us today about the importance of following Him, especially right now. There's chaos and confusion all around us. There are people speaking so many things. You know, uh, my wife was watching yesterday this this documentary on the, on social media and the fake news and the algorithms and the and the um, what what they call the the artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and all the things that you know, the Googles and the Facebooks and the, and the Twitter and the Instagram and all of these social media platforms used in order to influence in, and or, in fact, sometimes to control people's decision-making. Mm-hmm. All of this is out there. All of this is out there. And and you have people planning fake stories and mm-hmm. putting things on your feed and, 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 and all these kinds of things because... The algorithms say that's going to persuade you somehow. And so you have all this noise out there, and then of course you got television, which is always there, and you have radio, and you got friends, and you got you know all the things that we have that we read and what have you, and all this stuff is competing. And yet, how many of you know there's only one voice we need to follow? There's a lot of voices out there, but there's only one voice that we need to follow. And then God says, "Be still and know that that's my voice. Be still and know that I'm God." And so it's so important in this time when there's so much noise around us, so much disinformation around us, so much deception around us. It is so important for the people of God to know the importance of following God yeah, and knowing when you get off course. Amen. And making a course correction. Amen. And so... Um, Uh, In in Exodus 40, after the tabernacle was built, God inhabited the tabernacle. The glory of the Lord inhabited the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And so we look in verse 34. It says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day and fire was on it by night in sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. And so what this is telling us, as we saw earlier too, that pillar you know, that that God wants to go before, but here, right if 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 the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle if it went forward then the children of israel went forward if it didn't go forward then they didn't go forward now to to really get a sense of this i just want to ask you to turn with me one other place because here it's almost poetic the way it's described and it's in numbers chapter nine but it lets you know how much of a how vital this was for God's people to be able to follow him as he led them right he's out in front and they follow him as he led them Mm -hmm. this is so important and I just want to read this in Numbers chapter 9 beginning at verse 15 because it harkens back to the day the tabernacle was completed and we see here in verse 15, it says, And on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, when it was completed, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of testimony. And even, and at even, there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until morning. So it was always the cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after that the children of Israel journeyed. And in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. At the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed, and at the commandment of the Lord they pitched. As long as the cloud abode above upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents. And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle, many days, then the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and journeyed not. Mm -hmm. And so it was. When the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, According to the commandment of the Lord, they abode in their tents. And according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. And so it was, when the cloud abode from evening until morning, and that the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they journeyed. Whether it was by day or night that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. And whether it were two days, or a month, or a year, that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. At the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents. And at the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. So you get a sense here, right? It doesn't matter. If the Lord, if the presence of the Lord, that pillar was there for a month, they stayed a month. After that month, if the Lord moved, they moved. If it was only there a week, a week. If it was there a day, mm-hmm. they would pitch their tents for a day and then they would take up their tents and leave. What does that mean? At a moment's notice. Yes. So whether God whether God was moving day by day or there was a short period of time in between moves or a long period of time in between moves, it didn't matter. The only thing that mattered is if the Lord moved. And if the Lord moved, then they moved. That was it. Amen. So Imagine. The Lord moved, and they pitched their tent. And now people are tired. They want to eat and everything else. They want to sleep in the next morning. And early in the next morning, the, Lord said, oh, the Lord's moving. They got to pack up and move again. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't always convenient. Right? And, and conversely, there were times when the Lord stayed for a long time. And I'm sure there were times where they said, you know what? We're tired of this place. We want to move up out of here. Mm-hmm. You ever get tired of being in a certain place because you're there too long? I'm sure they got tired from being there too long, but if God continued to abide, they didn't move. This here is a vivid picture of how we're supposed to respond with God. Now, we don't have a pillar of fire Mm -hmm. by night or a pillar of cloud by day, but I would suggest to you, we got something better. We have God himself in the presence of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit doesn't, he's only going to tell us what he hears, right? So what the Father tells him, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to tell us. And the Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us in all truth. And that is in the word of God. He's going to lead us in the ways of God. And so we have the Holy Spirit. And so we are without excuse. Right? We are without excuse because we actually have something better, personal, on the inside of us, living on the inside of us. He, the Holy Spirit, leading us and guiding us. Yes. The question, though, is whether we're going to follow God. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter um, 10, uh, there's a story there of the prophet Samuel telling Saul. Go to Gilgal and wait there for me to come, and I'm going to offer the sacrifices. And, um, you know, and, and Saul, Samuel was the man of God. He was the prophet, the priest, he's the man of God. He can make the sacrifices, mm-hmm. he can offer sacrifices unto God. So, um, Saul and his, and his men are in, are in Gilgal, but the Philistines, the enemies of God, are surrounding them and they're marshaling up their troops and they're ready to attack. They're putting pressure on them. And it got so that some of Saul's men started to flee. Mm-hmm. Some even got out of Israel and they went back, you know, to Gilead and to Gad and everything else. They just started running. Mm-hmm. And so now Saul is looking around. He's afraid his men are afraid. Some men have run off and there's no sign of Samuel anywhere. And, and, and Samuel told him, wait seven days. I'll be there in seven days. Mm-hmm. And so on the seventh day, you know, the pressure is mounting on Saul. And so he says, look, I gotta, he says, I gotta make a petition of the Lord for him to help us. And so Saul took it upon himself to offer sacrifices to God. Mm-hmm. And just as he finished making the sacrifice, who showed up? Samuel. And Samuel said, what is this that you do, that you did? Yes. He said, well, you didn't come. Yes, you, right. said, you didn't come. And, yeah. and so I offered sacrifice to the Lord, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it wasn't his place to, to do it. Yeah. And, 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 and Saul, Samuel said to him, you have done foolishly. You should have waited for me to come. He said, and now that you have not waited, he said, if you had waited, God would have established your kingship forever. Mm -hmm. But now that you couldn't wait and you couldn't follow the instructions of God coming through the man of God, you couldn't follow, God has taken the kingship from you and given it to someone else. So Saul ended up losing his kingship, which was something that could have been his forever, his meaning his and that in his family forever. Because of what? Because he couldn't follow instructions. Wait here seven days until I come said said Samuel and I'll offer the sacrifice. And Saul couldn't do it. He couldn't wait. He couldn't follow. He he couldn't let God and the man of God be out in front. Mm. He had to take the lead. And because he took the lead, he lost everything. Yeah. He lost his kingship. And see, that's why we have to follow God. Not get out in front, right? As we saw in the book of Exodus, how did he lead them? (laughs) He went before them. God belongs out in front, and then we follow. And Saul lost everything. And right now, we can find ourselves in a situation like Saul. We can find ourselves under pressure, financial pressure, job pressure, school pressure, relationship pressure, right? Pressure just from what's going on in this world with this virus, mental pressure, right? Um, We can find ourselves there. We can find ourselves like Saul who, you know, he had supporters and, and soldiers and they started to run. So, his support was dwindling, his, his resources were dwindling. And we can find ourselves there right now. We're under pressure, our resources are dwindling, money's mm-hmm. getting low, time is getting low, right? We find ourselves with dwindling resources, right? And then also, like Saul, we can find that the enemy is all around us, just pressing in, pressing in, pressing in, ready to attack. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, under pressure, dwindling resources, enemy ready to attack, and like Saul, Where's God? Mm-hmm. And in times like that, that's dangerous time because then we can make a decision. I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, like Saul, we take an action that was never ours to take. We get out in front of God. yeah, And then we lose what was rightfully ours. Saul lost his kingship. We could lose whatever, right? Because God will allow. You got to understand. God's not going to compete with you and me. leadership amen he's not going to compete and so he will allow he will allow circumstances in life to discipline us right Mm -hmm. and so we'll find ourselves in a bad situation because we weren't ready or able to allow God to lead and then to follow him if the Lord be God what follow him amen in the book of Ezekiel, um, and I know some people have been directed by God over the course of their walk with God to read the book of Ezekiel um, and to study it. Ezekiel is a hard book <laughs> to read. You know, wheels within a wheel and <clears throat> all the imagery sometimes. In the book of Ezekiel can be some tough sledding, especially if you're reading it in the King James Version. Um, I think Ezekiel, there's some books I think you got to read and like, English standard version, contemporary English version, or something that's more in line with how you speak. Amen. Ezekiel is one of those books, but in the book of Ezekiel, talking about imagery, there's there's an imagery that should should um, you know should really speak to every born again believer's heart, and and it's, it's in Ezekiel chapter nine. Well, actually, if you go to Ezekiel chapter 8, God is talking about all the, the sins that the people in Jerusalem were committing. The people, the, the men, the women, mm-hmm. the leaders. He talked about. He said, and he kept saying to Ezekiel, he said, you think that's bad? He said, let me show you something else. It's more detestable than that. And then he would show them something. He said, you think that's bad? I'll show you something else. It's more detestable than that. And he's showing Ezekiel all the sins of the people. In chapter 8 and then in Ezekiel chapter 9 it says that the glory of God moved from the Holies of Holies where you know because the the Ark of the Covenant was in there and the cherubim is on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant and that signified the presence of God and it said that the glory of God moved from the Holies of Holies and it went to the entrance of the temple mm-hmm. And then after some time, if you go then to Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 18, it says the glory of the Lord moved from the entrance of the temple and it went to the east gate of the temple. Mm -hmm. And then you get to Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 22, and it says the glory of the Lord moved from the city and went to the Mount of Olives. Mm -hmm. And then it was gone. Yeah. That picture right there, Of the gradual departure of the presence of the Lord from people who won't follow Him is something we should keep in mind because God's not going to compete with us. Yes, God said He'll never leave us nor forsake us, and so He'll always be with us. But the question is, are you and I always going to be with God? And if we try to get out in front of God, we're out of order, right? We're out of order. And God's not going to compete. And so he'll let the circumstances that are the consequences of our getting out of order, he'll let those circumstances discipline us so that we can get back in our proper place, which is what? Following him. With him going before us and we following behind him. But if we continue to refuse to wait for God and, and, or to follow him... We may find, just as we see in Ezekiel, that there's less and less of a presence of God in our lives. That can happen. And it's not so much that God is leaving you as much as you or I are leaving Him. Mm-hmm. Because we're getting off His path and going our own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, we got to understand too that, you know, God told uh, Moses. He said, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Mm -hmm. And so every time, um, you know, Moses would say, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no. You know, for those who read this and say, well, well, that's unfair. God didn't even give Pharaoh a chance to say yes because he hardened his heart. No, 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 that's not the case. Mm -hmm. See, what, what God was saying is, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Not because I'm actually going to make it hard. But what I'm going to do is, I'm going to set before him a choice. Let my people go. And each and every time he says no, mm-hmm. his heart will get hard. So really, who hardened the, It was Pharaoh's decision by saying no, 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 that made his heart hard. Wow. And see, that's how we have to understand that our heart can be hardened against God. Each and every time we say no to what he says, in order to pursue our own course, right? And so next thing you know, God is still speaking, but your heart is so hard that the Word is just bouncing off, amen? Remember, the the seed is the Word of God. The sower sows the Word. God is a sower, amen? And so he's gonna sow his Word. The question is, are you going to be what kind of ground? Are you gonna be grayside ground, stony ground, thorny ground, or good ground? And the only way you can be good ground, your heart has to be soft and pliable and you get a soft and pliable heart by continually saying yes, Lord, yes, and following Him. the The more you and I say no to God, the harder our hearts become. Mm-hmm. So, if we persist in wanting to go our own way, we may look up one day and discover that we are on our own mm-hmm. sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. That's a bad place to be. Amen. Mm-hmm. If the Lord be God, do what follow him. Amen. Amen. And so listen, don't let what happened to Saul happen to you. Amen. That, that you lose something that is rightly yours, that rightly belongs in your family, that is rightly your godly inheritance. Um, don't Don't lose that. Because see, the devil really can't take things from you. Right, because he has no power. All he can do is try to deceive you in making bad choices that will lead to consequences where you lose yes. what's rightfully yours. Yeah. Amen. Um, and you may be under pressure right now. We all are under pressure right now to varying degrees. Right. Um, like I said, I mean, there might be that financial pressure. You know, uh, the resources are dwindling. The enemy is pouncing. God's answers may. Seem to be delayed, you know. I mean, you're looking for that healing in your body, um, you're looking for your marriage to be healed, you're looking for the relationship to be healed, um, you're believing that you and your spouse are going to have a child, um, you're believing that you're going to find a spouse, um, you, you, you're believing that you're going to get a job or get a promotion. A door that you've been waiting to open is going to open. Or a door that you've been waiting a long time is going to close. You're trying so desperately... You know, you're praying to to break a bad habit, to to be free from an addiction. You tr- you know to to be free from your past, and it seems like right. I mean, there's so many things, and it's and it's so long, and it's so long, and like, well, where is God? The pressure is mounting, the resources are dwindling, the enemy is speaking louder and louder, and where is God? Understand, God is faithful. Amen. The Bible says God is faithful. Faithful is he who has promised and will do it. And so what do we have to do? We have to continue to walk by faith, not by sight. We have to continue Mm -hmm. to hold on to God. We have to continue to believe God and and to confess the goodness of God and to walk that way. Is it easy? No. But again, we contend for the faith. Amen. Amen. We, We fight the good fight of faith. We, 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 we have to be willing to stand our ground, steadfast yes. and unmovable. Yes. Amen. Amen? Because God is faithful. But the one thing we don't want to do is to get like Saul and to allow the mounting pressure, the dwindling resources, the, 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 the increasing attacks on the enemy, and the seeming absence of God. It seems that way, but it's not. We can't let that bring us to the point where we go from following to now taking charge of our life and taking the lead, because that is a recipe for disaster. So, you know, although it may seem that you're down for the count right now, and It may even seem like you're behind the eight ball or whatever metaphor you want to use. Just understand things aren't always what they seem. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, you know, and who knows? God, God doesn't tempt, but he tests. Yes. Amen. He doesn't tempt us, but he does test us. Yes. And like Saul, maybe that delay of Samuel was a testing of Saul's faith. Are you going to wait? It already told you, Samuel saying, I'm gonna be there in seven days. <laughs> Are you going to wait? Right now, maybe God didn't give you a specific time frame. I wish sometimes God gave me specific time frames on things, amen. But I know he doesn't do it with you either, right? You just have to you just have to continue to wait. But that's but that's part of our faith walk with God. And we just have to hang in there, right? And We have to encourage each other because here's the thing. We're all going through it. We're all going through it in varying degrees. Every last one of us, every last one of God's children right now waiting on God to answer something, waiting on God to do something. Every last one of us. And so one of the things that we can do to help our individual or the individual waiting periods be something that. Are more likely to turn out to be successful. We gotta encourage each other. Yes, we gotta encourage each other. Too many of us are waiting with this pressure and 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 these thoughts and and this anxiety to move right now. We're doing it silently. Yes. We're putting on a good front. We're smiling in front of people. We're talking about we're blessed and highly favored. We're talking about things are okay and all the rest of this. We're we're doing all these things, but on the inside, we're suffering silently. And, and, And God didn't mean for us to be alone. Right? It's not good that man would be alone. Mankind. It's not. So we have to encourage each other. Right? We have to encourage each other. And so if you have a good friend or, you know, a good group of friends, um, be connected to them. Be transparent. Tell them, I'm waiting on God for this. Tell them how difficult it is. Right? And hopefully, amen, prayerfully, they will be the type of friends that will encourage you and say, You know what, sister? You know what, brother? I'm doing the same thing. Why don't we do this? Let's pray that we both can stand strong. Right? And stay in our proper place. And allow god to go before us and to let him lead us and you know what we're going to do we'll follow amen why because if the lord be god what do we do we follow him amen we follow him and god is faithful and he will speak and when he speaks just heed his voice amen, amen. and go where he's leading you to go amen So we praise God. Let God lead you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let God lead you. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. Yes, Father. And we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, that in the midst of these crazy times, you remain our faithful shepherd. Yes. In the midst of the storm, God, you are our solid rock. Yes. And so, Father God, help us, oh God, to not get out in front of ourselves. And most of all, God, not to get out in front of you. Yes. And Father God, that you are to go before us, to lead us by your Spirit. And Father God, we're thanking you right now, O God, that you are our faithful shepherd. Yes, Father. And Father God, you shall lead us beside the still waters. You shall lead us in the path of righteousness. You shall bring us before that table that you have prepared before us in the presence of our enemies. And Father God, we're just praying, O God, for the ability to hang in there, God, despite all of the pressures that are coming all around us and despite all the noise and all the voices that we hear. We're praying, God, that we will stay in our place, oh God. Yes. And that, Father God, we won't get out in front. We won't get alongside. But we will follow you, oh God, as you go before us, leading us in the way that we should go. And so, Father, we bless your name, O God, and we just thank you, Lord. We ask for the help of the Holy Spirit today. Yes, And, Father, we're praying right now that, Father God, you will lead us to those, O God, that we can... Can be transparent with oh god those yes. who uh, are like-minded like spirit oh god that father we can encourage each other in our most holy faith oh god build up each other in our most holy faith as we all continue to wait on you to lead us and guide us father yes. god send us uh, oh god uh, to those people oh god who who are like-minded and father yes. god uh, also send them our way, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, that, Father God, that we can, you even said, two are better than one and the three-four uh, three, is not easily broken. And so, Father, yes. we just thank you, oh, thank God, you, God, that you are with us and leading us and guiding us. And, Father, that you are making a way for us to have what you, what you desire. And so, Father, we bless your name today, and we just thank you. We just bless you. We just praise you. We just honor you, oh yes, God, God. And we lift you up, and we give you honor because, God, you are a good God, and you're worthy of the praise. And we give it to you now. In Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, uh, there's a scripture in the book of Isaiah where God says, you know, that he is the Lord God. Yeah. That he is the one who teaches us how to profit. And he leads us in the way that we should go. Let that that be something that stays in your mind. God leads us in the way that that we should go. And he leads us in the way that is profitable for us. Amen? Amen. And so continue to follow him.